The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. At the University of Zurich, a pilot project is underway to start building a bank. A bank that will consist in large part of human poo. Already poo contributions have flooded in, pardon the term, from most parts of the world. Because to microbiologists, poo talks, particularly about the state of our health. We are joined from Zurich by Professor Adrian Egley. Good afternoon, Adrian. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, Roughly speaking, do you know how many stool samples you have at the moment? So we currently have a couple of hundred samples, but we are in the pilot phase of the project and um, we estimate that or hope that there will be many thousands to come. Yeah, and your eventual hope is to set up a a kind of a, a, a poo bank where all this stuff is going to be stored. Yes, not only focusing on stool samples of patients, but uh, really to capture the microbial diversity in many different sample types. Poo is one of them, but that could also be uh, from the skin or from fermented food. And this is the core idea of the Microbiota Vault, to have sort of a backup system um, to, to basically have something against the, the loss of diversity we're currently observing. Ah, right. So tell us a bit more about that loss of diversity. So uh, currently what we observe in the microbiome of uh, stool samples is that there are huge differences between people who live in a more um, urban uh, area and people who live in a more rural area. So, for example, if you follow a Western diet, if you have more stress, if you consume fast food, the diversity of the gut microbiome is really reduced and uh, in comparison to people who have a more healthy lifestyle. And um, this is, of course, concern because um, we fear that there's a mass extinction basically going on and we try to counteract that by collecting interesting samples and preserve them for future generations. Right, okay, a mass extinction. Could you give us an example of what is possibly facing extinction? So there are, you know, hundreds or thousands of uh, different bacteria which live in us and on us. So if you think about um, the the amount of bacteria a human being carries around uh, with 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 uh, carrying around with, uh, it's about two kilograms of bacteria a, 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 an adult uh, has on it, and and so um, there is you know, a, a certain diversity of bacteria and this diversity is reduced. Mm. And is that diversity uniform across the world? Because I imagine even if you have, if you live in an urban area in the Western world and you live very healthily, your microbiome is going to be different to that of a person who lives in, a, in another part of the planet. Uh, this is an excellent question. So there are different factors which influence the diversity of um, of the microbiome. And a very important one is the food. And obviously around the globe, people eat different uh, things, you know, um, it could be that if you live in Italy, you have a more Mediterranean um, um, diet, and if you live in in another country, it could be, you know, more carbohydrate or more protein based, and this has an impact on the diversity we observe. So there are cultural um, aspects which influence our diversity, but cultures also change, and there's a, a massive urbanization going on, and and what we realize is that there are really strong changes in the microbiome happening at the moment. Yeah. And are you seeing things like, say, antibiotic resistance? So this is not a 
core focus to examine antibiotic resistance, but that is clearly also a, a topic of concern that more and more people are colonized with um, bacteria which are resistant against antibiotic. But um, the, at the moment what we do in, in this uh, pilot period is we try to find out what are the best storage conditions for the microbes um, so that we can really preserve them over decades or even a century or longer um, for future generations. And, and the idea is not to look into um, you know, let's say, just focus on a single topic like um, mm. antibiotic uh, resistance. Yeah, and I, I assume you're th then looking at various ways of trying to freeze the poo. Absolutely. Um, this is uh, something we, we currently do in a team of different uh, universities. So it's not only uh, my team looking into that. There's also a team from the University of Lausanne and ETH Zurich um, involved. And we currently test different conditions. So that um, really is uh, nutrition we add to the stool when we freeze it or different temperatures, um, liquid nitrogen, for example, or do we put them in into just a minus 80 uh, degree freezer? There are different ways we, we currently test and, and then thaw the bacteria and thaw the stool samples and characterize it, it, them again and then see what changes during the freezing process. So would the hope be that, say, for instance, in a century, uh, if we find, if, you know, we're all here, that if we find that humans are lacking some significant bacteria uh, that somehow we've lost, that it can be reintroduced into the human population. Yes, that is clearly an opportunity that, um, so let's say if a, if a species is lost, that we can reintroduce this species. So let's, uh, you would probably do this if, if there's a, a clear indication that this uh, bacteria is not harmful, but it's actually of benefit for the, for the human um, health and well-being. And then we could, uh, for example, amplify this bacteria and culture it and then reintroduce it and use it for medical purposes to, for example, modulate our immune system or mo modulate um, a, a metabolic reaction in the body. Um, these are ways how we could actually use uh, bacteria in the future. Professor Adrian Egley is Director of the Institute of Medical Microbiology at the University of Zurich. Adrian, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sean, for the possibility to talk with you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.